And I got to that point. I got to that point where I'm like, I really am tired of this. And I kept thinking about his situation. I thought, you know, I love the theater business. I don't want to get out of the theater business. And I joke that you know, when I die, they're going to bury me behind one of the screens. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. I'm so happy to have you join us today to hear another story of a local entrepreneur so that you can be inspired and get to know your neighbors better. I hope you're enjoying these episodes as much as I am bringing them to you. So today, I have a business owner here who has been the solution to many of our date night plans and family outings and whose business has entertained us for two decades. Welcome, Kent Lott, owner of Royal Theaters. Hello. Glad to have you on the show today, Ken. Thank you very much. Did I say that right? Two decades? Well, since 93, so... Oh, so we're... But I started in the business in it in 82. Okay. So, so tell us about that. You you have Royal Theaters. I know it includes the Center Twin in Idaho Falls, Paramount in Idaho Falls, and now the Blackfoot Movie Meal. That's correct. Obviously in Blackfoot. Yep. So you've been in the business since 83. How does 82, that get... 82, yeah. I started in high school. Love the projectors, and uh, in fact, I was drawn to them as a kid. And we had um, eight millimeter projector for our home movies, and I used to play them for our family. And then, uh, as funny as it sounds, in grade school, we had a substitute teacher, and all the films came on sixteen millimeter then, because they, you know, no video yet. Yeah, right. And. Uh, they had a problem with the projector and she didn't know what to do and so I went up and fixed it and got it going for her and the principal called me in the next day and said we want you to be in charge of the projector and so I used to take him to all the classes and show the National Geographic and the Disney movies and stuff to all the It just came naturally school, you just yeah. that was just a natural yeah. talent that you had Yeah my young young men's leader worked at the theater and I'd go in there and he'd sit and read the paper and I'd I'd thread the projectors and and it's interesting because for them to hire a 16-year-old kid to run the projectors was unheard of in 82. And the reason was, was in the old days, uh, the film was flammable. And so it was very dangerous. In fact, uh, they typically paid the projectionist you know, more than the manager. And um, everybody still had that mentality. Even though they were making the film out of different products, it wasn't flammable anymore. But to have a kid run it was just unheard of. Oh, I bet. And so he talked and talked and talked and finally got me a job. And and uh, voila, here we are. So why do you think that was? Was it something from when you were even younger? Or it was just something, I just, I just, it, you just saw it the way that it needed yeah, to be? And I don't know. I just loved running them. And it was just fun for me. And That is a great yeah, story. Yeah, it was fun. So from 82 on, you've been in film business except for i served a mission so i didn't those two years and then there were six months other than the mission that i haven't worked in a movie theater did you always know though from gr that grade school experience that this is what you were going to do no no but uh um I, i'd go in you know and see my friend that was working at the theater and and i just i just was so drawn to them and i don't know i just I don't know. It just all fell together for me, really. Yeah. Well, also me. probably made you a little bit of a rock star because everybody wanted to be your friend because you could <laughs> show movies, right? Uh, I don't. I don't know about that, <laughs> but it, it, it was it was fun. It was a it was a great job for high school. Yeah. Because um, I worked every day after school, and some days are just for a few hours till the other guys could get off their normal job and come and work the booth. But, but yeah, I worked seven days a week all through high school. And you loved it. I loved it, yeah. I never went to work. I just went and did what I loved doing. That is the coolest story. Yeah. I love it. So you served a mission. After that, did you know you wanted to stay in the theater business? So I, I started at the... I came back to the man here in Idaho Falls, and uh, uh, Man Theaters offered me a job in, in Salt Lake. And so four months after we got married, we moved to Salt Lake. Oh, okay. Worked there for two years, worked at two different theaters, and, and then they offered us a job in in i don't know if it was brea or la brea it's right by disneyland okay and i didn't want to go to la 
That was not your dream. Yeah. To so, go. <laughs> so when I told them no, that ended my career with them. No, really? You didn't yeah, even they, get to stay in Salt Lake? Well, they... Uh, sort of. Kind of, but not really. So <laughs> his first reaction was such... Because we were going to have our first baby. Um, Ashley was just a few months away, and they said, you can stay till the baby's born, and then you need to find a new job. Wow. And so... I started then what? Look, yeah, because yeah. was that surprising to you? Yeah, because yeah. I got along with the district manager very well, and we were good friends, and and so I started looking, and uh, then he came back and apologized that he was so mad, and says, "I'll I'll get you theater here in Utah," because they had sold Idaho Falls. Oh, so I couldn't. You come, couldn't even come home. Couldn't even come here or Pocatello, and so, so uh, yeah. Anyway, I ended up getting a job here at the Paramount and managed it for the woods for almost a year mm-hmm. and then when they built the paramount in rexburg um i started that and i hired all the original staff and stuff and and worked for them for a while and then i stepped away for about six months started working at the center one night a week and, and then, who had the center uh, then? paul Did... olson okay from yukon mm-hmm. had that and paul and i had been friends for a long time and so i was helping him and then and then we ended up buying it in so, 93. So he was just ready to be done with the business and Yeah, he'd rented it to another family and and uh and then he ended up taking it back and then put it up for sale. Was that a tough decision to buy that? Uh, a risk? It, well, no, it didn't scare me. It it made Ingrid nervous a little bit. But um I know I just felt like it was the right thing to do. Uh-huh. But it was kind of a crazy experience because Paul, you know, he was willing to carry the contract on it, and uh, it's it, it it's really uh, like a crazy story. So so he wanted, I think it was twelve thousand dollars, twelve thousand and five hundred dollars down. Okay. And you know, at that time, you know, we were young and didn't yeah. make, we're making a lot of money, and we didn't have a lot of savings, and just had a baby, just bought a house, you know, so we didn't have a lot of money in the bank, and. So it might as well have been a million dollars. Yeah, right. And probably nobody's going to give you that yeah, money. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and so um, I talked to a few people, and there's a couple people that says, yeah, we'll help you. But I didn't feel comfortable with the situation. And so as crazy as this sounds, I went in and applied for four gold credit cards the same day. <laughs> and they all had a $5,000 limit. And I, the first three approved us. You know, we had good credit and all that. So we got the first three. The fourth one probably thought, oh, this is fishy because there's three other ones that <laughs> Wait a minute. We know what's going on. Looked at his credit. And so we ended up getting those three credit oh cards. Oh, my heck. And so we had a $15,000 limit on those three credit cards. And so I put $12,500 on those credit cards. No wonder Ingrid was a little bit nervous. And, yeah. And it took us about three years to pay that back. But, uh, yeah, it was huge risk no kidding did you do you think like looking back would you do the same thing were you just Um, kind of thankfully naive and just do it no i'm probably a risk taker oh you are yeah Mm -hmm. but i don't just willy-nilly do stuff if i yeah you've thought it out no yeah i've i felt like it was it was a pretty good risk for us to take and and it was really our only option because i didn't feel comfortable with the other options that you know were kind of presented themselves yeah and yeah so Kent did you ever envision it being three theaters is that when you purchased the center was it I'm gonna have multiple theaters up and down the valley no no I really didn't um so we had the center for just a few years and then we twinned it so oh it, so there was only one theater yeah, in there so it was, just, oh. it was just one house and then we we made the balcony its own theater and and so we you know i felt like we were doing pretty good and uh you know our kids were all working there as they grew up and it was just it was really kind of a fun thing for us as as we progressed but when when the the new theater came to town yes um, oh because you did you kind of have the you, did you have the Paramount at that time? No. No. Oh, okay. No, no. And the the folks that ran the Paramount, there was a group from Wyoming that ran it, and they were very good operators. In fact, they they it was bad for us. Really? Because they were quite so, the competition. Yeah, they were very good, and and in fact, at one point, I was thinking, I better go get a job. Really? Yeah. Uh. And then 
And then a group from Boise took it over, and the manager was going to school in Pocatello, and things went downhill really fast, which is a blessing for us because <laughs> our business just exploded. That's when we felt like, you know, this is going pretty good. And then when this big theater was built in Idaho Falls, you know, it took 70% of our business away. Oh, ouch. And so for two years, there was only enough for us to pay the bills and, our, and meet our payroll. Oh, wow. And so we started a, an ad specialty business. And so we sold pens and golf balls and you know, all those, Swag. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We did that. And, and so from day one, that's how we, that's how we lived was off this ad specialty business. So I'd go and work that all day. And then of course I had to go to the theater every night and work cause I couldn't afford any payroll. Yeah. And, and it was, it was really grim. Did those, you still those, love it during that time? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. And I was very committed to it and, and, but it was, I was passionate about it. And that's probably what kind of drugged me through it all. Sure, yeah. And um, it was interesting because when, when the, the new theater was built, the folks from Boise, they got kicked out of the Paramount. Why? Because they were behind before they, oh. even, before they even opened the door. They were, they were losing money there. Uh -huh. And so the two previous tenants had to take it back together. And so... And, and it seemed like everybody was squabbling, you know, the land, there's two people that own the building, two people renting the building, and there was no harmony there at all. About what time was this? Like around late uh, 90s or early 2000s? Um, that would have been about 2000 okay. when mm -hmm. the new theater was built. We mm -hmm. bought it in 2001 okay. in the spring. but So they, they came to me and said, hey, do you want to rent this? And I knew what the rent was, and I said, no, I'm not interested. And... It's kind of an interesting story because a year goes by and and things were just starting to improve. So this is this was uh, well, it was exactly two years after the new theater was built that people really started coming back to us. And it was right when we bought it, like right when we closed on it. It was like a gate opened and people just wow. started coming back. Wow. But but uh, it, it was really kind of interesting because they they came to us and said hey do you want to rent this and i said no and then about a year later one morning i just had this thought come into my mind that said it's know, time we need to buy that building wow and so we talked about it and i went over there and and uh and the 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 people that were running it um she was there cleaning and i went in and i tried not to scare her but i did you know because i walked in on her while <laughs> she's cleaning yeah and i just said hey i don't know what you guys are thinking if you're interested in selling this i'm interested now and wow and uh and when you when you're talking about the new building you're talking about the paramount in ammon that building no the 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 edwards when oh they went, edwards when, the, when they went in the, oh because the, they were in that building that the no paramount but did? when they came in it just totally affected us got it got it got it Got it. And so, so anyway, they, I went in, I says, Hey, I think we're interested in this now. And she says, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to my husband. We'll see what happens. And, and, and then I left and I thought, you know, whatever it is, it is, you know, I'm not, I don't have to have it, but I, you know, we'd love to have it. And, but I felt like that's what we should do. Yeah. And, uh, so the next day my wife and I were driving down to the center and literally I was going to walk in and grab something off my desk and leave. We weren't, she wasn't even going to get out of the car. Yeah. So we drive down, we go onto the underpass and we come to D street and my name's Kent and his name's Kent and, and Kent is sitting at the stop sign to cross Yellowstone. And you saw him and there. I, and I we went through the light and he's waiting for the light. And I said, there's Kent and he's coming <laughs> to talk to us. And my wife just laughed. Right. So we drive by the light turns and he goes down D street. So we turn onto the Constitution and we stop at park, waiting for the light. And, and here he and, goes by. And Kent goes by, <laughs> right? And I said, see, he's coming to talk to us. And so we turn out, pull out and we're right behind him. And, and he drives right by the center and doesn't stop. And, and Ingrid says, well, he's see? not stopping. And I said, well, there's nowhere to park. And right as we got there, the car directly in front of the center drives away. So I park in front of the center. And I sit there for a minute joking with her about it. And she says, well, are you going to go in and get whatever it is we needed? And I said, no, I'm going to wait for Kent to come around the block. Now, did you really believe that he was coming to talk to you? Yeah, okay. when I saw him, yeah. Okay. And so 
we sit there for a minute and here he comes around the block. And I said, there he is. Wow. And right then the car directly in front of us leaves and he parks right in front of us. So we're both in front of the center. Oh my heck. And I said, it was just meant to yeah, be. Yeah, it's funny. And I yeah. says, well, do you think you're going to come in now? And she goes, yeah, I better. <laughs> so we went in, we, we visited for a while and, uh, you know, we showed him around cause he hadn't been in since we'd done this, all this work to it. And, and, uh. Anyway, it was a long, drawn-out story. I won't go into all the details, but six months later, we owned the building, and uh, we took it over. So. And the rest is history, huh? Well, <laughs> I don't know. There's more history being created. You know, there's a lot, Boy, of, isn't there? a lot of turmoil right now with not only with what's going on with this virus, but also, you know, if these new theaters come to town, it's going to be pretty painful. For so us, let's but. talk a little bit about that. What you're referring to is that we have recently heard that there's a multiplex being built uh two of them yeah the miller multiplex mm -hmm. and then this other kind of gaming kind of yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so right uh, what does that mean for you guys i don't know we're we're super nervous um yeah we're, I, don't, I don't know what'll happen yeah do you happen. have any idea the pricing if that it's still going to be that you are in because the par paramount is a discount pricing centers running first run mm -hmm. And then obviously Blackfoot Movie Mill is first run. Mm -hmm. But what you don't know where that's going to put you and all of that. Before I talk about that, I, I want to kind of explain what happened with Blackfoot, if okay. that's okay. Yeah. So, so it was really interesting because I got a call from uh, Kurt Hibbert. He works for the city of Blackfoot. And he says, hey, and he, I don't even know how he heard about us. I've, I've never really got the details on that. But he had heard that we were... Because I'd been looking to maybe expand. I'd even looked maybe at the old DI here in town and okay. different few different buildings yeah. and maybe to to build a theater and but just nothing worked out. And he called and said, "Hey, we hear you're looking to expand and and we, there's a building down here that you need to come look at." I said, "Okay." And, and had you ever thought of Blackfoot no, before? Yeah. No, I mean we went to the fair, but I didn't sure. really know much about Blackfoot. Sure. And and uh, we, we love the fair, but. Um, no, I hadn't at all. And so I, I, my first thought was, I don't know, it's 30 minutes away and I don't know how interested I am. And so I, you know, I just didn't really think much of it, but then it just kept coming up in my mind. And so about a month later I called him back. I says, I think I better come down and meet with you. Yeah. So I went down and, and met with him and Julianne Goodrich, who was the chamber president at the time. And we visited for a minute and, and, you know, they were, they were very excited and, and I'm I, sure they're anxious to have you come. And I says, you know, there's probably not really a lot to talk about until we look at the building. Uh huh. And I could tell you in a few minutes if it'll work for me. And you know, so if it's not going to work for me, there's probably nothing to talk about, you know. So we went over and they called the realtor and she met us right then. We went through the building. And this was the old Blackfoot Motors Blackfoot building. Blackfoot Motors and mm -hmm. and, it, and there was a tenant in the back and it was super messy. I mean, it looked like a plane <laughs> crashed in there. It was so bad. And and they were embarrassed. There was a boat right where Auditorium 4 and 5 are now that was a big boat. It was full of household garbage. What? The pizza boxes. That, no and way. Stink, and oh, my so gosh. Bad. So anyway, we walked in the building. It was just a clutter bomb had gone off everywhere. And and I, as I walked through it, my heart just sang. You're like, I can, and, I can envision and this. And everybody's saying... You know, there's no, you know, we're, we're sorry about the mess. You know, they're, they're just worried about the mess. Uh -huh. And as I walk through it, I'm just thinking, oh, my word, the way the roof is spanned and the size of it. And I, I walked the distance between where, like, where Auditorium 1 and 2 are. I walked that both directions like three times, four times, and just paced it off in my, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is, you know, roughly 64 feet wide. I can get two theaters in here and paste it off the other way. And. I thought, oh, wow, this is perfect, and went into the parts department, and it, that's where the guy was renting, and I, it was so full of stuff that I couldn't even walk. You couldn't across. even envision I couldn't that. Even, no, I couldn't even walk across the room to, to see how big it was. And so that was kind of complexing because it was almost too big for one but not big enough for two. And, and then the old barn in the back was really worthless you know it needed to come down it was built in 1890 and wow it was just a cobbled up mess and not structurally safe uh -huh. at all and darn it and 
anyway, so so I was I was pretty interested at that point. <laughs> Did so, you let on? Did they know? No, I I told them yeah, I was, like, I was oh, wait, excited. Yeah. yeah, this this might work for us and. So we put an offer together, and, and, and we did it just on a whim, and, and so I really wasn't, hadn't really thought through the money part of it. And we, the offer was good, but it wasn't great, and they said no. And uh, a couple weeks later, but I was doing my due diligence. You know, I went down there a bunch of times and was getting measurements and trying to figure out how I could make it work, and I was drawing plans, you know, yeah. and um, just trying to figure it out. And... Uh, I had the building inspector come and meet me there a couple of times to see, you know, what was possible and what, what I could do. And we kind of got on the same page, he and I did. And then the realtor called me and said, hey, we, we're getting an offer from the hospital. And, uh, you know, if you, want it, if you want this building, you need to act. So I made another offer. And the offer was for, it was for more money, but they could close faster. And they took their offer. And so I was pretty disappointed. Dang it, because yeah, you thought you, yeah, this was your vision. I really thought this yeah. was, was going to work out. And so we, anyway, Kurt called me like a week later and says, hey, you come down, let's let's talk. We got some other buildings. Yeah. And I said, oh, we don't want to lose you. There's probably no reason to talk. And, and uh, you know, I basically gave him a kiss goodbye. You know, I'm like, sure. hey, it's been nice sure. you know, spending time with you and meeting you and all that. But. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just going to walk away from this. And, and both him and Julianne were pushing, you know, now let's go to lunch. And I says, all right, they're going to come up to Idaho Falls. I thought, well, we'll get a free yeah, lunch. Yeah, you'll get some. <laughs> <laughs> so they come over and we, we went to lunch and, and uh, at, they were showing me all these buildings. And, and right off the bat, just looking at the pictures, I said, this won't work because of this. And this won't work because of this. And I finally just said, it's Blackfoot Motors or nothing. So he says, well, I'll go talk to him. And it, I, think, I think it took him a week or two to screw up the courage to go over and talk to him. Yeah. So he went over and talked to Jeff. And Jeff and I, have, he was the, the CEO. He and I have become... This is of the hospital? Yeah. Uh -huh. and, he, and he and I have become really good friends since then. But um, through all of this, and super good guy, both of them are, but... Anyway, said, how bad do you really want this building? So, we so should have when I you walk, here. When I walked in, well, they, they called me. The hospital called me. Says, "Hey, come down and talk to us." And I says, "All right." And so we went. I went down the next day, and I walked in, and, and their body language, both of them, um, him, Jeff, was the CEO, but then the new CEO was there. It took his place, but um, they were both. Their body language was they're looking at their watch and saying, "You know, how long is this going to take? You know, we got things to do." And, and that was their body language. And, that, and that's okay. So we sit down and I told them my story and how I started the business and then really what I wanted to do. And then I, I pulled out the plans that I, they were rough, but, you know, I'd drawn them to scale and, you know, so they were pretty easy to decipher. Yeah. And we went through them and, and in a two hour period, you know, I walked in, they were like, okay, how long yeah, is this going right. to take? And at the end of two hours, we the three of us were standing in a circle holding hands, singing Kumbaya. <laughs> Literally? Literally. We, well. We, I mean, we worked out all the details. We'd worked out uh, the closing date. That's exciting. The price. How everything. Yeah. Everything. And, uh, and so, so we were able to... Um, so they didn't back out of the purchase. They, they bought purchased. It. They bought and it. And now you're purchasing it from I them. I bought it from the hospital. Okay, got yeah. it. Got it. And so they were really good to us. And then anyway. Because they saw your vision and they wanted that for Blackfoot? Yeah, I think they really felt like it could change that community. I love it. That's and, so and good. So they were super good. They were going to put office space there. And and rea the reality is they could put office space anywhere. Yeah, right. You, you know? didn't have that kind of you know, and I, but I needed of I needed specific things yeah. to make this work. and. And the building, I honestly have joked that in, in 1927, when the main building was built, they were thinking, okay, what is Kent going to need when he builds this? <laughs> because everything theater? has worked out. Because it was perfect for wow. us. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, cool. even the soil conditions, because we dug down 12 feet inside the building to make that work. You know, we're about seven and a half feet under the original footings. Wow. You know, we poured... With the outside stuff, we're right at 600 yards of concrete in that Sheesh. building. You know, it was just... And you was, knew you were going to have to do all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So we tore down the old barn. We added 25 feet to the foundation. There was two buildings there side by side. We tore them down and added 25 feet to the foundation. And and that's where six and seven are at now. And it's this beautiful I mean, building. Everybody thought we had a screw loose. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. did. There yeah. was the 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 whole back parking lot was was stacked full of concrete or dirt. There was a pile of dirt there that was about the size of a home. Wow. And and we had somebody come and haul most of it away, and we piled it up that high again. Wow. And and if it wasn't dirt, it was it was concrete, concrete. that we'd stacked. You know, because we'd pull them out, and they'd they'd be anywhere from six to eight feet. By. What an adventure! And they were stacked eight foot tall. My goodness, it was just crazy. So, how has Blackfoot received you guys? It's been so fun. Yeah, it's been so fun. Yeah, good. Yeah, it. Everybody says, oh, nothing work, nothing lasts in Blackfoot." And every everybody told me that when we were building it. But, you know, the folks in Blackfoot are just hungry for something to do. And, yeah. You know, our prices are affordable. And they don't have and, to drive either to Pocatello yeah. or Idaho Falls. And we have a lot yeah. of people coming from Pokey. Yeah. And and a lot from Idaho Falls. Um, so it's been great. And with all of this, you know, our, our I mean, our, obviously our cash flow has changed. And so we were thinking, okay, the, the Paramount, you know, it was built in 89 and it needs some loving. And, and you know, a, a lot of people go through those buildings and people are hard on stuff. Yeah, right. You know, and mostly kids. Kids are really hard on things, and and so we we decided we're going to fix all these things up at the Paramount and and some things at the center, and and we kind of put a year and a half timetable on all that is what we're going to do, and and then we caught wind of this new theater possibly coming. You know, at Christmas time the the Millers announced, and so we're you know we're we're very nervous. Sure. And. Uh, so so we had started before this whole virus thing. We tore um, two theaters apart at the Paramount, and yeah. we're, we're putting stadiums, stadium seating in there now. And, and you can see those pictures on Facebook because uh -huh. you've kept, yeah, people yeah, I, posted I, I, on. We do, a, uh -huh. we do an update every Friday. Yeah. And we did that with Blackfoot. We did it. We called it our Blackfoot Movie Mill Madness videos. I don't know if you saw any of them, but but we did one every Friday. And so, you yeah, know, I love you, it. you can go back you know, and see all of and the concrete. And see them all and <laughs> us tipping the concrete walls over. How and, fun. And so there's some really fun videos yeah, there. And, that's a good memory. You know, we hauled off, in Blackfoot, we hauled off 27,000 pounds of sawdust because that barn was full of sawdust. That was the insulation. And when, in 1890, you know, roughly when that was built, it was a creamery, so it had to be insulated. But anyway, so we, and here in Idaho Falls, we had kind of planned on remodeling all this stuff so we we kind of stepped up that timetable pretty yeah. dramatically yeah. and so we have we have a couple of the theaters tore apart we'll have three of them at the paramount tore apart right now and we're just starting and to put just, it back you just recently redid the counters and everything at the center yeah all yeah the, all so you've got a face new concession stand all mm -hmm. the woodwork is different in, yeah, in the lobby pretty. and and then we'll put stadium seating in the bottom theater when we're done with the four at the paramount and we're upgrading the sound from 5.1 audio to 7.1 audio and we're putting all new surround speakers in we're just you know upgrading all that stuff so you kind of had the sales kicked a little the last bit with some yeah, news some, so so i don't think that we should call this the coronavirus i really think that we should call this the uh, kidney stone virus yeah because it feels like a kidney stone it's it's going to be painful for oh, us all uh -huh. but it'll pass it will, and it'll be interesting to see yeah. how we all recover from um, this. It, uh, I, it's interesting that you say that. Every one of our businesses are, are being affected in some way or another. And I do hope that as a collective, as humanity, we can all sacrifice just a teeny tiny bit in order for the greater good. And you see that. People mm -hmm. are doing that, but we're also seeing the opposite. And so how can we all come together and yeah like we need to come and see you once your doors open if you if we want you to be, still be there yeah well we're selling gift certificates so people are reaching out to us on facebook and then you know we'll call and we can either mail them or uh, you know they can just do a curbside pickup but for the most part we've been mailing mailing them to folks okay good so we've been selling a lot of gifts gift certificates good so we we were gonna do 
a lot of the theaters around us are doing popcorn and concessions and stuff. And so we were going to do that. In fact, we were all geared up to it, to do that. And, and, uh, we'd caught wind that somebody in Blackfoot had it and that they'd been in the theater a week prior. And so we, we just thought about it and we just felt like, you know, these kids are like our family. Yeah. Let's not subject them to it. And, and I just didn't feel like it was worth the risk. And, and also, you know, maybe these young kids, if they got it, they'd be affected certainly. But you know, what if they got it, gave it to their parents or a grandparent and something tragic happened and we don't want, we don't want that on our conscience. So we just felt like the, you know, the right thing for do for us is to close completely. Uh And, And we've had a lot of people saying, Hey, these guys are selling food and stuff. And 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 we we were going to do that until we'd found out, you know. Let's not risk it. Yeah. And and we I just don't feel like it's the right thing to do. I think the the right thing. And some people think, hey, that we're blowing this out of proportion, and we may be a little bit. But, you know, if 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 I had somebody in my family that was had underlying problems and that took their life, you know. Oh yeah. How that, would you ever? Then then I'm not overreacting. Yeah. Well, as a healthcare so. professional, I respect the caution that you're taking yeah. with it. I think that's uh, what we got to do right now. It's just really yeah. imperative for us. Yeah. Have, has the industry ever seen anything like this before? Have no. you ever been through anything like no. this? No. In fact, this last week is the first week that they that they reported zero at the box office. Wow. And there's still a few theaters open, but it's so minimal they're not even reporting it now. Sure, sure. But uh, I think. I think uh, that first weekend after we closed, there was only 400 screens open in the country. And how many are there? Do oh, you know I, total? I, Thousands? Yeah, it'd be, mm-hmm. it'd be, I don't even know. Brandon would know that because he follows all that really uh-huh. well. But there's, you know, I'd guess it's three or 4,000 yeah, screens. I yeah. don't know, though. I, don't, I have no idea. But Regardless, it was a fraction of what. Yeah, it was a fraction. Mm-hmm. And so... So what's happening now is is the films that were on screen they've gone right to like a pay per view type deal that, where you yeah. can rent them online and and then a lot of the big films you know they pushed back their the, release the James Bond was probably the bit, first big movie they pushed back because it'll do so well in Europe and Europe was in chaos yeah and, yeah so they just pulled it and it wasn't even a problem in the states at that point yeah I think a lot it of, was weird a lot of people I were thinking had, this is not this uh-huh. is, why are we overreacting because it was supposed to be April. Yeah. Like mid-April, yeah. and yeah, it's gone now. Yeah, and so, but but uh, a lot of them, they've just pushed back. So, you know, what's going to happen when, when we re- reopen is is there won't be enough product to fill all of our screens. Oh, I see. And so we'll just have to open a few. But, I mean, I really see, you know, of course I'm no expert, but... But what I really see is probably two options. People will, you know, if they come out and say, yeah, you know, it's kind of dying down, go back to normal. I think people are going to be really hesitant to go out still for a while. Yeah, I would agree. But if they come out and say, okay, this right here will either cure it or stop it. We know we have an answer. We're now, out. <laughs> now people are just going to go about the way it was. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. so if it's, if they're wishy-washy, you know, just be careful you know, and then, then, I, then I don't, I just don't see people flocking back to the theaters like we hope or what, what we need. Yeah. But if they could come out with a hard solution, then I think, you know, we'd be all right. Well, yeah, time will tell as to what, because we're just right hot in the middle of it right now. You know, I heard you talk about Brandon. You, that's your son, correct? Mm-hmm. So you have multiple uh, of your children in the business. Talk so, to me a little bit about your family. Well, all of our, we have four kids. All of our kids have worked for us, you know, uh, through high school and stuff. But Brandon's the only one right now that, that helps us. And is this going to be his future? Is this what he wants to do? Um, well, we'll see what the future brings. Uh, you know, there's a lot uncertain. of uncertainty right now, but, but you know, he's pretty passionate about it. Yeah. And, uh, he, so we, we have a great combination between the two of us because we, um, I'm, I'm really the maintenance man <laughs> and you do it well. And, huh? and I like that. And I, and I like when I go down to Blackfoot, I'm the doorman. Yeah. You know, I just greet people, talk to people. I have a blast doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is so fun, 
Brandon is the technology guy. Okay. He's the one that figures it all out. I mean, we've sent him to the Barco classes. He's a certified technician. Because I mean, it's not film anymore. You're not, yeah, you're not all, threading those projectors no, anymore. It's all, it comes on a hard drive. Yeah. And, and so Brandon is so bright when it comes to that. I mean, he can figure out anything. He got that from you. Well, I don't. I can turn on my computer, and that's about it. I'm not very <laughs> well for the tech time. Savvy. You knew how to figure yeah. out those projectors. Yeah, so. and I loved I I yeah. loved running film. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, there's good and bad about film, but I I really loved running film. But yeah. he's just doing it for his generation now. Yeah, he's he's very good at it, and so he oversees all three of them, and he's super busy. You know, his phone's always on his ear. There's just so do you like the idea that he's in the family business? Yeah, we get along really well, and so, yeah. 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 Well, it would be fun to see this be a second-generation thing. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, you know, I guess kind of going back to the new theaters, that if they come to town, or, or it looks like they're going to, but, um, you know, this this will change us. You know, we, we went through a pretty tough time when that first big theater came to town, and so we're... You know, we're worried. We're hoping to get all this remodeling done and maybe have nine months to a year of before. Of, of good before mm-hmm. things get lean for us. Well, but, I think it's a good reminder to all of us that there, you know, there's nothing wrong with big multi-whatever corporations, but there are still families running businesses. And um, those are the ones that you know when you walk into the building because we've seen Kent before and he's our friend and... Um, you know, I just think we can't forget those relationships that come with small business. Well, I, I hope so. You know, we, we try to support local, but uh, it's it's so hard to compete against these big corporations because they just have they just have access to so much money. Lots of resources, yeah, yeah and their buying power is so huge. So it's, it's tough. It really is tough. It's I mean trying trying to open a a little mom pa shop next to a Walmart or something like that would be almost impossible in today's world. And, and that's probably the way this industry is going. So that brings me to the question. Um, if I was somebody thinking about starting a business, maybe not even in the theater, but what advice would you have for somebody who is going to be a business owner or start a business? Oh, that's a good question. I don't even know how to answer that. I, uh, so so this, is, this is the pattern in my life. Because we all want different things, and we all want success, and we all want, you know, whatever we all want, and our and our wants are different. But for me, you know, I, I try to do my due diligence and see what my options might be. But when the time is right, I find myself acting. You know, when we bought the center, that was, that was pretty crazy. And uh, the Paramount was, you know, it was just a series of miracles that that landed us there you know it was a six month ordeal to buy that um but <clears throat> it all came together excuse me um and then, and then the movie mail was just a series of, uh, another of, series of, of miracles, miracles yeah. yeah and so for me when i find myself acting which is almost out of character for me because i'm an overanalyzer and i can talk myself out of just about anything and, but when i find myself acting then i know it's right and I know that's what I should be doing. And so, and it's funny because I look at the videos in Blackfoot now. You know, I was last night I was kind of bored sitting here at the house. And so I just was thrum, looking back at some of those old videos on our Facebook page. And, 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 I, and I was overwhelmed looking at the pictures. Like, like how did we <laughs> yeah, do this? Yeah, how in the world did, I, did this, this happen? Yeah. But in the moment, I wasn't. Yeah, you were just acting. You know, I might have had stress because this didn't work out or we found out that we've got to do this now or, you know, those types of things with construction. But but I was not overwhelmed. And and by the time we were done, I was tired. You know, I was ready for it to be done. But but I wasn't overwhelmed, you know, as a whole. I mean, I, I had moments where I was, you know, had some frustration. But, but uh, anyway, that's how I... I really feel like if it's right I just I just find myself doing it and then and for us it's always worked out. Yeah. But I don't I don't try to force anything. Yeah. I don't try to force it if it 
you know, if it's meant to be, it's, you know, it's going to happen. That's the way the universe talks to you. You just yeah. move forward and do it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is an interesting time for business and hopefully, I mean, I think that this is, this COVID is going to bring about some innovative solutions that we've never, ever thought about before. Um, and we are going to be okay, but for new businesses and people out there, it's an interesting time. Well, it, you know, I joked earlier that this is the kidney stone virus, but it it will pass. It'll be painful, but it'll pass. And but this will change our world. I think probably far more than nine eleven did. Yeah, yeah. And and it'll change the way we interact. You know, it'll be interesting to see in six months or if, in a year if people handshake like we yeah, always have. Yeah, I'm a hugger. I got to get back yeah, to hugging. Yeah, I'm a hugger too. And so <laughs> you know, are we going to stay with the elbow thing? Yeah, you I know, don't. We're oh. gonna, Knuckles, you know, I don't know how that <laughs> is all going to change. Yeah, and, yeah, our lives are different. But also, it'll change the way we do business at the theater. You know, we're gonna we're gonna want to disinfect more. Yeah. You know, we we cleaned every day thoroughly, but you know, we didn't really disinfect. Thinking you were cleaning a virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that, those things are different. And so, I don't know how how it'll all play out. Well, it's too overwhelming to think about all of that. It's one day at a time right now, and yeah. we'll just do the best we can. I had to lay everybody off. You know, in in all the years I've I've had I've laid off one person. Um, in since '93. Yeah. Ouch. And and now you know I had to lay everybody off, and oh, so all what a our key decision. people. You know, and the bad thing about it is is they're only going to make sixty percent of what they're making. Yeah. And so. And you don't know if you'll get them back. Well, so far, everybody's pretty committed to us. You know, most of our employees stay a long time. Well, we certainly wish the very best for you and your whole team. When you um, when you think back, what do you think is the biggest risk that you've ever taken? Oh, boy. They're all big risks. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, the center was really, I think about it just now. Just the start. was the, Yeah. It does sound like a big risk to it me. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. And, you know, in the middle of all of that... It, so, so this is an interesting thing too. Is I have a friend that had a business here in Idaho Falls, and 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 he enjoyed it, but he got burned out and was tired of it, and so he sold it. Okay. And the bad thing was, was he carried the contract for the people that bought it, so now he didn't have any capital to do anything else, and so he ended up going and getting another you know job, and that he'd worked for himself all this time, and and. I talked to him a couple years later, and he was just miserable. Yeah, right. He didn't know how to work for somebody else. Yeah, and 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 uh, and I got to that point. I got to that point where I'm like, I really am tired of this. And I kept thinking about his situation. I thought, you know, I love the theater business. I don't want to get out of the theater business. And and I joke that you know when I die, they're going to bury me behind one of the screens. But <laughs> um, so I decided, you know, I got to do something else. And so my brother-in-law, Chris Chatwin, he lives in Pocatello. He's our, he's actually our accountant now, but um, he was working for us. And I said, you run this Paramount, and I am going to do something else for a little bit. Wow. And so we bought the Bonneville Hotel. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. And wow. We, we had it for over 10 years. Oh, my word. Yeah. And uh, that, that experience probably changed my life more than anything I've ever done. Right. So when you say... What's the biggest risk you've taken? That was a big the risk. The Bonneville was the biggest risk. <laughs> yeah. You know, the building was built in 27, and the infrastructure in the building was wore out. Yeah. And it had an elevator, which was, you know, a horrible experience for us. And uh, the elevator was just... So you were landlords. Yeah. We went from never having anything to... the There was two buildings there. And we had over a hundred tenants. Oh my goodness! Just out of the yeah, out of the gate, and uh, I mean, I could just tell you some crazy stories. I bet you could. <laughs> and uh, some really great people live there, and and a lot of them lived there the whole time we had the building. Yeah. And and for years prior to us us buying it, and uh, it was it really was a great experience. It, it that probably changed my life business wise and the the way I think and and address people and think about people. It changed my life more than anything I've yeah. ever done. And so when you say that are you saying don't judge a book by its cover? Um 
Well, I don't, I, there's a lot of things I don't understand about people because I don't have, you know, I don't have depression or I don't have. Yeah. their same story. You know, we're just so different. Yeah. You know, or addictions or yeah. whatever it is, you know, and I didn't. And so I saw all those things and how real they are and. And, and they're still people and just struggling. And so, you know, not everybody left there happy because at the end of the day, I went there and I said, hey, your rent's only 350 a month. Yeah. That included their utilities. But as cheap as that is, you still have to pay it. Yeah. Because I still have to make my mortgage to the bank. Yeah. And so sometimes people left grumpy because I had to ask them to leave. Yeah, right. But That's uh, tough. It is tough. It is tough. And, and you know, you'd help people as much as you can and then finally we're to the point where you know we really need to walk away from each other so what is how do you feel about what's happened with the bonneville now oh it's awesome isn't that a yeah it's awesome building? they've yeah. done a beautiful job and you know i know aaron really well at bateman hall we grew up together yeah, and yeah. i think his team does a beautiful job on the building and, yeah and it needed it uh-huh. you know it was tired i mean we, it's gonna get another hundred years yeah we put yeah. we put band-aids on top of band-aids you know to try to keep everything going and i mean the boiler that we were heating the building with was was the original boiler from 1927 wow and you turn that on and it was like flushing hundreds you know literally <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was just unbelievable not efficient <laughs> and and the it was never designed to be an apartment building and so you'd have four or five kitchens on the same circuit so if you had three people, you know, running the microwave at the same time, or oh wow, it would trip the breaker. Yeah. And so we. Well, it's it, not like that anymore. No, it's not like that at all. I, they yeah, they did a beautiful job, and I have some great friends that were yeah. tenants. And, yeah. But yeah. It's a great story. But uh, it was like having milk cows. Tell me. No, it was like having milk cows. Yeah. Yeah. Just meaning oh, because it was all, constant work every day, Got all it. day long. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, one year got you out of the theater for a little bit <laughs> yeah and what it did was it made me realize how much i love the theater uh-huh yeah and, and so it made me even more passionate See, that's about a good thing yeah it was, worked out good so as we wrap up what um is there anything else that you would like to tell the listeners while you've got their ear so you know with with these new theaters coming i mean this is this will be this will be painful for us as well but you know we're we're committed to keep our prices low we want families to come. We want families to be able to, if they got three or four or five kids or whatever they have, you know, they can come and feel like that they don't have to take a mortgage out to get some to get some popcorn and drinks and stuff with their movie and and you know we're we're upgrading with stadium and and uh, different chairs and and all kinds of things. We're trying to make it better and nicer and. We just want people to come and feel like they have an affordable venue. But, you know, we love the community and we have tons of tons of good friends here. And But, you know, everybody's going to want to go see the new places. And so the newness factor is going to be pretty tough on us. And hopefully once they go there and it's, you know, I hope they're more expensive than we are. <laughs> so people will yeah. come back. But, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, if, if we can survive or not. We'll just see. Well, we're looking forward to seeing the remodeling yeah. and everything that you've been working hard to do for us. So thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I think I can speak for so many in this community who are very grateful to you for having the passion for the theater business and providing so many of us with hours of entertainment, especially that didn't break the bank. So thank you so much. We'll be anxiously waiting to see those updates and we'll hope to be sitting in all those seats before too long and eating your <laughs> yummy popcorn. So, I hope so. Thanks, Kent. Yeah. As a reminder, this show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair. If you're looking for a trustworthy automotive repair done by highly skilled technicians, you have to come see us. We have locations in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. Our family looks forward to taking care of your family. Now stay tuned for the Business Leadership Moment. It's now time for a Business Leadership Moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Leadership Moment. Thanks for staying with us. Wanted to just let you know that this segment is brought to you by RiseCon. It's the East Idaho Business Conference held every November. Let's hope we're back to socialing in November and we get to have RiseCon. 
Um, in the meantime, we're having RiseX virtually. RiseX is the sister event where we meet monthly, talk about the businesses, brainstorm, have a presenter, mastermind, a great event. So please check it out. Um, it's still going on, even in this world of social distancing, stay at home, and all of the things that we're doing. Um, so I just wanted to touch base with you guys real quick about um, the Small Business Association Disaster Assistance Loans. Um, I'm going to have a special episode with Ken Polson, and he's going to help us understand a little bit more about the Small Business Association Disaster Assistance Loans. So um, be looking forward to that episode so you can learn a little bit more. We are all in the time where our businesses are starting to feel this. I, I'm guessing, I'm thinking that that's the case. I know that we had been pretty busy with automotive repair and until the governor uh, issued his stay-at-home order. And then our business has dramatically slowed down. And I know some of you have had to close your business because you were not deemed an essential service. Um, automotive repair is an essential service. We've got to keep transportation going. But nevertheless, people are living to the stay-at-home order, which we totally want them to. Um, but we've certainly seen the effect that it has had on our business. And we're looking into a disaster assistance loan to make sure that our employees are working. We have several employees that we have families, and we do feel an obligation to keep them working. And I know many of you do. So I just wanted to hop in here and let you guys know we will be giving more information on those Small Business Association disaster assistance loans uh, so you have more details, how to get them and what it means and uh, the loan forgiveness part of it. Um, there's a lot of a lot of good things around this and we wanna be able to give you some good resources. So hopefully that show will be out in the uh, near future and you guys can listen to that. If I haven't already released it, maybe I have. Uh, we'll see how this all goes. Um, Timing is a little bit crazy right now, and um, anyway, it's all good. We're working the very best we can, just like all of you, and I just wanted to give you all a big virtual hug. Um, we're not seeing each other all that much, and you guys know, just like I said in the show, I'm a hugger, so I would really like to just send good vibes out to each one of you, let you know we're thinking of you. We're in the boat in this boat together. And we're going to ride this wave. It's going to be okay. But I do think things are going to look different. And who knows exactly what that's going to be. But be the ones out there forging the future and redefining what your business might be. It's giving us all opportunities to look at the way we've always done things and see if it's how it's going to be in the future. So hang in there, guys. Sending great hugs and love to you all. And wishing you the very best. Stay tuned for that uh, show on the loans. And if there's any other advice or information you guys are needing that I can help you with, please reach out to me. I can be reached at renee.oswaldserve, without an E, S-E-R-V, at outlook.com. And I'd love to hear from you, or you can reach out to me on my Facebook page, which is East Idaho Entrepreneurs. Please reach out. Let me know how you're doing. Give me some ideas on things that you'd like to have us discuss or if you have anybody that you want me to interview, I'm always looking for guests. Okay, hang in there, guys, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com